When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. So, again, I got a few texts there during the break. I got one from producer Laura. I got another one from my buddy uh, Brian Beckner saying that they've both gotten the raw end of pay-it-forward situations <laughs> where they got stuck in in certain things. And Laura's talking about one that the order behind her was almost $70. At some point, you're getting cr- – you just showed up to get a burger and fries and a Coke, and the guy behind me is trying to – buy enough food to feed his little league team that I was here ready to spend nine dollars and now it's 75 that's like uh man I, I like I, I love the spirit of this thing but I'm getting absolutely I didn't come here this. with the intention of buying around for the house so to speak <laughs> exactly exactly all right so the voice of the Rams JB long uh joining us right now JB before we get into uh the Rams and Cooper Cup and what's going to happen in Seattle have you ever been on the uh the good end of a pay-it-forward situation? Have you ever driven up somewhere and said that your meal was covered? I have, actually. It's been a while, but, uh, man, that is one of the best ways to make someone's day. But I feel like then the onus is on you to then do the same for whoever's behind you, right? Isn't that standard protocol when you're fortunate enough? I would think so. But did, did you do you, do you take the – like, okay, what did the person behind me order? What, what did you get comped? Yeah, as I recall, the only time it's ever happened to me is when I'm solo, never when I've got like the family order, you know, in tow. JB Long, voice of the Rams, joining us right now. JB, so obviously we found out about Cooper Cup that he's not going to be able to go on Sunday. The, the big three, or however we want to characterize Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, and Cooper Cup, is going to be the big two come Saturday or Sunday um, afternoon. It's obviously incredibly compromising for what they're doing offensively. How do you try to make up for the absence of a player as impactful as Cooper Cup? Yeah, great question. The good news is they've been doing it all summer, right? Because more often than not, Cooper Cup hasn't been here throughout the offseason program or on the field during training camp. And so I think they're well prepared for it, as unfortunate as the circumstance is. Certainly relative to last year, I actually think these circumstances are more favorable offensively for the Rams. What I mean by that is better to have Tutu Atwell and Van Jefferson and Demarcus Robinson and players like that, Ben Skoranek, having a lot of reps with Matthew Stafford, the quarterback who's going to be throwing them the football, uh, than the opposite, where maybe Cooper Cup is, is good to go, but clearly the rest of the offense wasn't in sync with their quarterback because last year it was Matthew Stafford who wasn't participating throughout the offseason program, and we saw the detrimental effects that had. So whether it's a deeper, more experienced receiving core, whether it's having, I think, three viable NFL tight ends to give you the option to play more two or even three tight end sets. Mm. Uh, I think the Rams are better equipped at the moment to deal with what is hopefully going to be a short-term Cooper Cup absence. 
I, I was just about to ask that, JB. Do you have any sense of how long the Rams think this could last or if an IR stint could be availed, uh, happening? You know, I don't, Andy. It's good to hear from you, by the way. Yeah, uh, you nice as well, to man. connect with you, and thanks for making sure that uh, Travis shows up. I thought he'd be at the driving range tuning up for his big uh, opportunity tomorrow to rack They're up They're not even letting me play, rights, JB. But... I, have to do, I have to work. I don't what? even get to participate. Oh, I thought it was the Travis Rogers Invitational. <laughs> I thought they renamed the whole thing. We should event. put that together, by the way. You um, can be the MC. <laughs> I, I would like that. Uh, I, th- I think people would pay up to have uh, spots in those foursomes. But, uh, you know, I think if the Rams had a concrete answer, we would have had a better sense ourselves by now. To answer your question, Andy, like the, the new information gathered this week in Minnesota, uh, where Cooper Cup went to see a specialist, I think is giving them uh, more to chew on, more to decipher. If it was cut and dry and if it was a longer-term deal, I think you would have already put him on injured reserve. But if there's the opportunity – for him to play in this initial gauntlet, whether it's as early as next week against San Francisco or maybe Monday Night Football against the Cincinnati Bengals, like I think the pressure on this situation, if there is any, is that the Rams have to stay afloat through this initial five-game stretch and certainly until their bye week because I think there are some opportunities to be had later in the season if this young rookie class can grow up and grow into roles. Uh, but there's a lot of pressure in terms of if you're underwater by the time you have to make some organizational decisions and Cooper Cup hasn't been able to impact your season, then that could be troubling. Jimmy Long, voice of the Rams, joining us. Jimmy, not that he hasn't been the best player at his position, maybe the best player in football over the last several years, and of course I'm talking about Aaron Donald, but is this the most that's been on his plate coming into a season? And by that, I mean just with the other 10 players and the relative experience level of those other players that he's going to be out there with. Is he going to have to do more from a leadership perspective and just a football perspective than he's ever had to do before this season? Yeah, I think it's a fair point. And I know the coaching staff is trying to caution him not to take that all on his mm. shoulders, right? Even though he seems to be the unique figure who can. But what's atop my mind this week as the Rams go back to where last season ended is that not Cooper Cup, not Matthew Stafford, not even Aaron Donald played in that game. In fact, Aaron didn't play in either game against the Seahawks. None of those three players did. And yet the Rams were a play away from winning both Mm -hmm. and even taking the Seahawks to overtime when Seattle had everything to play for. And look, Geno Smith had a tremendous season. Like, how can you not appreciate what he did last year individually and as a member of what was a playoff team? But the truth of the matter is he hasn't survived first contact with Aaron Donald yet. And, and no one has been more instrumental in tearing down that Legion of Boom dynasty and really chasing Russell Wilson out of the Pacific Northwest than Aaron Donald. And so a lot has changed on both sides of this rivalry. In fact, they're, they're the top two teams in terms of roster turnover in the entire NFL. So I'm not sure how much we can lean on last year's results. But until Geno and until this offensive line has to cope with Aaron Donald in week one, like I, I think it's fair to wonder, like, is Seattle really ready to go challenge San Francisco atop the NFC West? JB, Travis and I were talking before the show about, you know, if Cup is going to be out for a while with everything he means to to the Rams, you would love to see Cam Akers like emerge as the second coming of Todd Gurley. Obviously, that's a huge ask, but how ready do you think he is to have like a, a heavier load this season and have maybe the offense become a little more featured around him? I think everything is working in Cam Akers' 
favor. And I think that's the right direction to go because of the way he finished last year, despite the circumstances around him not being favorable along the offensive line or at quarterback or with the rest of his skill group. I think the work that he's put in this offseason is evident. He's huge, and he's built in a very, very good way. And he's saying all the right things, too. Like, who among us would have expected Cam Akers to be the Rams' starting running back in 2023 at the midway point of last year? That was improbable (laughs) at best. And yet, here he is, I think, poised to have his first complete year as the Rams' starting running back. And when you see the work that this offensive line has put in, the way they've revamped their running game, their running scheme, their intention, their disposition – I do believe it's going to have really favorable results, and Cam Akers is going to be the primary beneficiary. Though I also think Kyron Williams has grown into a true backup role and will complement him nicely. GB, I know you talked a little bit about this towards the end of the final preseason game in Denver. And look, the, the Rams, there, there are power rankings before the season. There are numbers that come out during the preseason and, and roster strengths and weaknesses that everybody talks about leading into the, the beginning of the season. And the Rams, quite frankly, have been near the bottom of all of these things. But you mentioned that once everybody that is going to play starts to play, that all the noise surrounding this team, that they're getting ready to make a statement come Sunday afternoon in Seattle. Can, can Rams fans feel pretty confident about the fact that once that offensive line, those five guys are playing, once Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald and all the other guys that we talked about are out there, it's going to look at least similar to what we've become accustomed to seeing with this Rams team under Sean McVay? Well, Trav, a couple of things. One, I thought we agreed off air never to mention Denver <laughs> preseason three again. And so you violated that. Yeah, but I will allow it in this particular instance in that when you look at the roster that took the field that night, and really when you look at the roster that took the field in week 18 last year for the Rams in Seattle, what carryover is there to this particular moment in mm-hmm. time? What bearing does that outcome, those reps have on what's going to transpire Sunday? It's refreshing to me this time of year to be reminded that this league is built on parity, that every team is playing by the same rules with the same salary cap restrictions, the inverted draft order, and on and on and on. And when you look at Seattle's injury report, you realize that, hey, it's tough for the Rams to be without Cooper Cup. Like I could see why whatever subtle confidence might wane a little bit knowing that he's not going to be there for the opener. But, like, Devin Witherspoon, they're – you know, top draft pick at corner isn't going to play either, it sounds like, with a hamstring injury too. So it's nice to be reminded that other teams have concerns and problems as well, even though on paper, sure, it's fine for Seattle to be favored or to be picked ahead of the Los Angeles Rams. You give me McVay, Stafford, Donald, and let's line up and take our chances because we know it's going to come down to two or three plays because NFL games and especially division rivalry games typically do anyway. My last question for you, JB, you just mentioned Aaron Donald and Assuming he's healthy, everybody knows what he's capable of doing, what what he'll likely be. But there's a lot of questions about this defense. If the defense outperforms expectations, who's a name or two that you think fans should be watching for that probably had a big role in the mix? That's an awesome question. And I will say, without Jalen Ramsey in this rivalry, it looks and feels different in terms of the matchups on the perimeter when you have to deal with Lockett and DK Metcalf. Um, and everything else that Seattle will throw at you. But in terms of up-and-coming names that I think will be household names for the Rams on their defense and in the secondary sooner rather than later, all eyes have been focused on Trey Tomlinson, uh, the rookie out of TCU, who I think had a great summer and close to his preseason. But for me, it's more about the year two players 
guys like Jacoby Durant, um, who was sensational in limited opportunities last year. I think he will really ascend to an elite role in the secondary this year. And I think their safety group collectively has a chance to actually improve on last year. Uh, Russ Yeast was a starter in this game last year. We got introduced to Quentin Lake in this game last year. And then adding John Johnson back into the mix, I think, is really one of the most savvy things the Rams did this offseason. To have him and Jordan Fuller in the back end, I think, gives the Rams a chance to be really strong down the middle of the field between Donald, Ernest Jones, and those players in the back. You get alignment and assignment right, let your speed and talent uh, be on display. For sure, not much is thought of this Raheem Morris defense coming back in 23 without Jalen Ramsey, but I think if they can find some edge rush, there's reason to be bullish. Rams All-Access debuts tonight at 7 o'clock right here on 710. JB and DeMarco Farr will have that for you. And, of course, JB's on the call. Rams and Seahawks, 125 on Sunday afternoon. JB, I will talk to you Sunday morning. And I can't wait to get started all over again. All right, Travis, Andy, you tell me which drive-through you want to hit in downtown Los Angeles and what time I need to be one car in front of you. And I'll have my credit card ready this afternoon Deal. for lunch. Deal. That doesn't really feel like the spirit of the whole thing. But like plan- it feels like everybody involved is not letting this happen organically. Well, that could be a reflection of us. Thanks, JB. That's what I'm saying. It is a reflection of you. <laughs> I know it is. All right, JB, as always, thank you very much. If you want to win a four-pack of passes for a SoFi Stadium tour, it's unbelievable. If you haven't gotten to see behind the scenes at SoFi Stadium, it is truly remarkable. A behind-the-scenes experience in the ultimate sports and entertainment destination, exclusive access to SoFi Stadium's backstage spaces, iconic photo ops, field goal kicking, and more. Caller number seven right now, 877-710-ESPN. That number again, 877-710-ESPN. You will win. Tours available daily at SoFiStadium.com slash tours. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Caleb Williams kind of setting the table for him not going to certain teams. He spoke a little bit more about it yesterday. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, and he's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. Good good pull. Yeah. That's the Amazon theme music. I don't think Al Michaels would know that. (laughs) (laughs) His headset isn't on at this point in time. Yeah. Al, by the way, Al got a bad rap last year. Al's not enthusiastic. You try to be enthusiastic about Colts Broncos. You try to find the silver lining in that. Here's the thing. When you're Al Michaels, you don't need to know the network theme song. <laughs> no, you are the network. Yeah, they need to know you. You don't know, need to know a thing about them. We need Al to do good games. Yeah. Because when Al is doing good games, it's pretty damn awesome. 
Pretty damn awesome. All right, so quick tweet before we move on. This goes back to our conversation about Clayton Kershaw. This is from not Artie Moreno, who writes. Sure. Uh, well, it's not Artie Moreno, right? Sure. Not Artie Moreno says, uh, where did it go? It's not the end of the line for Kershaw. I'm willing to pay him $30 million for five years. You know how I roll. That's very funny, A. But B, Kershaw would not take Artie's money in that situation. I know most 95, 98% of people would say, you want to give me $30 million five times over the next five years? I'll take your money and I'll pull an Anthony Rendon and play twice a year. Kershaw's not one of those guys. He's not one of those guys, and I think he'd ultimately turn it down. I refuse to believe, because he is a human being, that he doesn't at least consider it for five minutes. <laughs> it's $150 million. Honey, we don't have to move. I'm going to be on the IL a lot. You're going to see me more <laughs> than if I... Than, than I don't even have retired. to pretend that we're going to be in the playoffs yeah. at any point. That By the time we're to the 4th of July, we're out of it every year. I'll see you for the entire... By the time school starts, I'll be here every day. Yeah. Again, sounds like a good gig. I agree that he would say no. There is no way that he doesn't at least consider the pros and cons, the cons of which there are way more than pros. <laughs> Why not? Right? It's, it's also, what's that, 300 million? Or no, 150 million. It's 150 million. Yeah. You have to at least think about it. I, I mean, I would. You would. Yes. But Clayton Kershaw's got what in the bank? 300 million, give I mean, or take? How, how many billionaires do we see commit corporate crimes out of greed yeah, but you'd have to be on the angels <laughs> like if, if if you were going to commit a corporate crime but you also have to be a halo for nine months that's that's not great again <laughs> he says no but there's no way he doesn't at least give it five minutes of thought i think when you were here last week we touched on this a little bit the idea about caleb williams being able to at least to some degree manipulate where he lands in the NFL because he's making a nice chunk of change in NIL money at SC because he has an additional year of eligibility at SC, at least theoretically to come back. And he doesn't have to just say, well, okay, I'm going to be the first pick in the draft. The Arizona Cardinals pick me. I'm going to go there. GQ had an article that quoted his father that basically said, listen, if we don't like the situation, there's a world that exists where he goes back to play at USC all over again. Caleb Williams himself was asked about that yesterday. Here's what he said. We got Stanford this week, and uh, that's what I'll be worrying about. Um, you know, game's three days out, and uh, and so it's the main focus, main goal um, is, is to go out there and win versus Stanford. Um, and, and not let my teammates down out there on, on Saturday, so... Um, that would be the answer to all of those questions for the NFL. I have 10 more games left here um, that I'm, you know, given. Um, and then we, we work, we're working for the last three. So um, that will be the answer for all of that. But next question, please. So very artfully, I'm not going to give you what you want, but it's also not a my dad was talking out of school. No, it, it was a very well done of – uh, you guys know what this is all about. You know what game we're playing. Yeah. First of all, he sounded confident while he was doing that. Yes. He didn't sound rattled while no. he was doing that. It gives you the impression that he was aware his father would say these sort of things as opposed to his father blindsiding him. He, di he didn't seem like he's like, oh, my God. Like, Dad, so come like, on, buddy. Don't do this to me. <laughs> right. What I think Especially is interesting. another quarterback in Los Angeles. <laughs> right. Yeah, he he sounded like somebody perfectly aware that his dad would say this stuff in GQ. They probably talked about it ahead of time. He's like, it's fine. 
I know how to deflect these questions. As long as I keep playing well, it's not a thing. He does have the leverage. I think he absolutely does for all the reasons that you talked about because he's got economic resources. The two things, though, that I do think makes it tricky, if he goes back to SC, he could get hurt. And he would be economically set through either insurance or the money he's already made, but it could jeopardize his dream of actually playing football in the NFL. And that does matter. Like, we sometimes look at this stuff all through the prism of the money. He loves football. He actually wants to play football. So there is a risk there. The other thing, though, is you can rig the game or you can tilt it. You can attempt to tilt the game, rig it, and sometimes it comes out okay. But the odds are against you because the teams that you are looking to avoid this year, theoretically, if you Mm -hmm. went back to SC – Many of them are the same teams you'll be be looking to avoid (laughs) next year. So, especially like the Arizona Cardinals, for example. If they don't get Caleb Williams in this draft, chances are they could be in a position to get him next year. There there is that. But I think that instead of avoiding a specific team or two, it's more of an idea of – I can I can at least try to buy a little more time until a team that and look let's just use them as an example because it's local and because it makes sense. The Rams, there's a path that's not hard to see where the Rams are picking in the top five in the draft. Okay, yeah. that it's harder to picture them not. I agree, and this is a team that functions that has a great coach that has a good executive that has an owner that spends money that, that won the from, super bowl 2 years won ago. the super bowl 2 years from Cronky to Demoff to to Lesneed to Cronky's teams win right on down the line everybody knows what they're doing they just they have to pay their bill and it's time and they're in that spot all of a sudden to go to a team like Arizona to go to a team like Carolina or Tampa or whoever may be ahead of them at any given point and say, listen, we, we we will not play for you. We do not want to do this. We're willing to go back in or they could move back just a couple of spots, probably get a couple of more picks in the process. It kind of works out for everybody. Now, you can't kick the can down the road forever. You could do something like, I will never play for that team. I Arizona is a good example because you look at some of these things, and I'm not saying that these guys would have been successful other places, but I'm saying their odds of success were much, much lower. If you're Sam Darnold, you pick by the Jets. Good luck with that. You're Baker Mayfield, you're picked by the Browns. Good luck with that. You're Josh Rosen, picked by the Cardinals. Good luck with that. Whereas Lamar Jackson slides a little bit further down, and maybe Lamar would have been great anywhere. He lands with the Ravens. Who well, he functioned. slid really far. He down. fell all he the way down to the to back of the first team. round. But my point is. Fit, coaching, ownership, structure, it matters so much. And these guys, for the first time in a really long time, maybe it's not Caleb Williams, maybe it's somebody else saying, you guys suck. And it's not like you suck because you don't have a left tackle. It sucks because you suck. And I'm never going to play with you. I'd rather not play than go get my brains beat out with you. So get something for me instead of nothing. Because if you pick me, I'm not coming. What are I the mean, gods, Travis, though? You know, you might upset like the football gods. Football the gods world. are far less vengeful than the baseball ones. The baseball sure. ones are the ones that have a mean edge. To but me. also, there's another thing. Okay, so before Joe Burrow went to Cincinnati, Cincinnati was a trash franchise. Yeah. And still, so Joe Burrow is great. The team is great. They have a good coach. Their organization, their ownership, 
does not spend the money where they need to spend the money. They are a cheap organization. So the organization might not be the most pristine, but they're going to the Super Bowl. They're winning a bunch of games. They so are. Maybe that could be what the Cardinals could be with Caleb Williams. There are a handful of examples of them turning it around, and maybe it'll work for a while. I would like to see what happens to the Cardinals or the, the Bengals when it's time let to me, pay everybody else. Let me speak as a Cardinals fan, somebody who grew up a massive fan of the then St. Louis Cardinals, now. Arizona Cardinals in the last few years after missing them, getting nostalgic for reasons that only happen because of fandom, because fandom can make you totally illogical. <laughs> sure. I readopted them. The Bidwells are terrible at yes. this. They've been terrible at this generationally. I'm a Cardinals fan, but if I was a player, I'd never want to get drafted by them. If I'm being totally honest and I'm a fan of the team somebody's gonna do it somebody's gonna flex their muscles and whether it's because they have an option for Kyler Murray could have done it Kyler Murray was the fifth pick in the draft in Major League Baseball he's that freaky of an athlete you need to have plan B it could be I'm gonna go play baseball I'm gonna go do something else or hey man I made 20 million dollars in college I don't have to well, take his your plan money. B is I've already made money I've got one more year of eligibility again he could find himself in just the the exact same spot, at which point you have to start going scorched earth. I won't play with you. Yeah. I might play with this crappy organization, but I will not play with your crappy organization. Your crappy organization is where I draw the line. A good example would be the commanders. And the commanders aren't going to be near, but it's, okay, Snyder's gone. Let's at least see what what's next, right? right. Because with a new guy, you don't know that it's going to be good, but you know at least it's not Daniel Snyder that you can move on from that. I think you, you're going to see guys be more and more strategic. And great, great. Look, get your blank together if you want to be able to pick these guys. I don't want to see really good players or potentially good players go into the abyss of these organizations yeah. that maybe once every 20 years they're competitive I mean, because they luck into it. You say the abyss, again, with the Cardinals as somebody who followed them going back decades. They have always been this poorly run. Like in St. I think their entire, they were in St. Louis three or four decades. They made the playoffs like three times. They never hosted a playoff game. <laughs> it's not very good. Yeah. I mean, they, they, have, they went to a Super Bowl, what, 2010? They, they, they did, but they got very, very lucky. They lucked into Kurt Warner, who was on his way out of the league yeah, at that point. He'd been terrible with New York. He'd been bad that. with New York. They drafted Eli Manning. They moved on from him. They drafted Matt Leinart, who didn't work. And then the next thing you know, he's back. They happen to have Larry Fitzgerald, who's a Hall of Fame player. And it but they built nothing together. off it. They exactly. didn't build anything. It was a off one that. and done. And that's, I think. Burrow's great. Jamar Chase is great. All these guys are good. Boyd is great. But that could be the Bengals. They made the AFC Championship game last year. Okay, that's two years, right? He's they, These guys' careers can last 10, 12, 15 years. I, right. I think Joe Burrow's great. I think he could have a much – but he could be as great as he want. If everything around him is lousy, it doesn't matter. And and they don't – to your point, Em, they don't pay people. They very quickly eh, – just let we'll find another one. You're not finding another Jamar Chase. Those guys don't exist. If you don't take care of them, they're going to go somewhere else. And now Joe Burrow's looking around like, what happened to Joe Burrow? Nothing. Well, if it's nothing, just my good players went out well, of the look, If nothing else with Cincinnati, as historically inept as they've been in the, like, the last couple decades, they've at least have pockets of success where you look at and say, I don't know how they managed to make this happen, but for five years they were good. Quarterbacks. 
Sure. Carson Palmer, Joe Burrow, Boomer Esiason, when they have the quarterback. Andy this, Dalton. But Andy Dalton. When the second the quarterback is not where it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. they move their wife right back to where they were. When it's John Kitna and God knows who, Achilles Smith. These are the guys that they get. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Roar! Roars! <laughs> I don't appreciate Jorge you setting that little cub learning how to roar uh, in their we'll, group we'll play chat. For you. I sounded nothing like that. Okay, I sound much Emily, more. Emily, you sound more like it than you want to admit. <laughs> you know what? I actually like Emily's more now. It's I love so I, soothing. I, no, I loved yours, Andy. <laughs> it was great, but I love that Emily. <laughs> Not, I could listen I to Emily's roar all day. <laughs> roar! If you heard that come from under your bed when you were going to sleep at night, you'd be like, okay, you'd fall asleep. Like it's, you it's, wouldn't be like, I gotta go check it'd be like and see a what's going on. Little giggle and just ah. Uh, this is oh. for wait, what was the roar uh, origin story again? It was for that one read for the golf read. That was so good. It was a golf read. <laughs> there was supposed to be oh Genesis Invitational. Yeah, yeah. There, there was the a note in there like roar from in the crowd. Like roars, which I thought was supposed to be a sound effect. Oh, it doesn't come. So then I'm like, okay, am I supposed to do the sound effect? So I just wrote it. They said the crowd roars. He's like, the crowd roars. And then you want something funny at the All Star softball game? Somebody asked him to do the roars for them. Oh, not just someone. <laughs> Some multiple ones. people asked me that. to do the roar. Uh, all right, so. <laughs> Hi, Emily. It's not me. Come on. All right, so today is the opening of NFL uh, on uh, for the season. Anyway, sorry, I got confused by the roars. Okay, so Buffalo. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Uh, it's confusing. So I'm going to go to watch the game with my friends tonight. Um, we're making lasagna and some other, you know, accoutrements that are related to lasagna. It's not necessarily football food, but it's not not football food. You know, anything good you can eat. With what is accoutrement related to lasagna? You know, garlic bread, okay. parmesan, salad. No, no, that all sounds great. Absolutely yeah. red true. Wine. Yeah, Texas <laughs> the address. Yeah, <laughs> sounds pretty good. <laughs> all right, so. So, but I was got, got to be thinking, um, buffalo chicken dip is the best football side. Travis, Fetter Cap. It's pretty good. Um, best fo- No, I, I think it's Cap. I, I like it, but it's super, super heavy. So I don't know how much of it you can have. Like just like chips and salsa or chips and guacamole, yep. I think is is a better option because buffalo chicken dip, don't get me wrong, I will eat it, but it's like it's so heavy and rich, you can't eat a lot of it. If we're doing a football day, that's a 10-hour day. I can't be going for buffalo chicken dip for 10 hours. 
Berg? Cap, because uh, I will not eat buffalo chicken dip. Because you don't like it? We've, we've gone through this, Travis. I cannot I handle. This. I cannot handle spice. That is. A, it's not spicy. It's it's, buffalo I cannot chicken. do that anything buffalo. Yes. Oh my. We've gone through this. Jorge knows pico de gallo. That's the top. Not the same. That is as far as I go. Yeah, it is tomatoes and onions <laughs> and a little bit of jalapeno. The, the, the but little it's bit seeded. It's the little bit of jalapeno. Serrano instead of jalapeno. Now that's different. No, it's sour cream and onion. Sour cream and onion with with some ruffles. That is the best way to go. Okay, Andy. Yeah, I'm also going cap. Uh, that's not one of my favorite. I would rather have like buffalo sauce that you toss the actual wings in than smell it. buffalo sauce as an actual dip. Mm. I, I don't love it as much as a dip, as much as a flavor. As far as the dip itself goes, I think guacamole is the best because you can put it with everything. There's nothing guacamole doesn't go with. It's, it's a uh, character flaw of mine. I do not love guacamole. I do not oh, love stop, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Jorge's leaving. Bye, Jorge. Wait, okay, but I, this think I think this I might tracks. be allergic no, because I always, have a weird, I always have a weird feeling in my mouth after I have avocados, so it might just be that I'm allergic. Okay, then acceptable if it's an allergy. It's also, you know, if it's in a sandwich, it leaks out. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> As opposed to all Andy, other condiments. we went over this. Yes. Oh, you were here for it's yesterday. It's more slippery than right. others. Chips and walk is the best. Yes, there. it is. Let's move it on. is. Yes. Right. Next so, one. That, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Andy Reid earlier. Andy Reid will be one of the coaches on the sideline tonight. So Andy Reid is the fo- football coach you would most want to get dinner with. Berg, factor cap. Ooh. Fact. I think Andy Reid is an incredibly interesting. And again, you get truth serum. You yeah. Yeah, that, when they were answered yeah. correctly. He there's he has stories for days. He's a, he's a personal person. I, yeah, I'm all in on that. Andy? He's a strong choice. Andy Reid is a really strong choice. You know he's going to pick a great place to eat. You know he's going <laughs> to do gonna, a lot. You're going to good wine. Good him. wine. Yeah, they're going to know. Him. He's going to do a lot of ordering for the table, so <laughs> yeah. to speak. For the um, table. For the table. Great <laughs> stories. I think McVeigh could be really good. McVeigh be good. He seems like a foodie. He's a great talker, and he's somebody that can talk about. He talks a, really fast. He does talk really fast, but he talks he'd about open a, up. He talks about a wide variety of stuff. Another guy I think would be a great. Uh, dinner host among football coaches, Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll, I think, would be fantastic. Seems yeah. like another guy who knows his way around a restaurant. Trev? Th- those are all really good answers, and I think it's fact. I think Andy Reid yep. is the correct answer because Andy Reid like, would know the food as well as Andy Reid seems like a pretty gregarious, fun guy. Andy Reid, I'm sure, has an endless amount of stories, so this is why he's the right answer. You're laughing but the whole time. They're laughing the whole time, but if you just wanted to get weird for a night and get the truth serum that we're talking about, yeah. it's Belichick. Yep. Because Belichick probably has some really dark things that he'd like to get off his chest. <laughs> it would, it just, but that's the thing. It's you'd be, leave it's be tough. horrified, well, but it would be interesting. you could ask about Aaron Hernandez. You could ask a lot Ooh, of things. God. If we're getting the skinny from like, somebody, Is there sodium pentothal involved yes, with this dinner? You, like he has to take the shot? <laughs> this is, you are, whatever you ask, you're getting the answer. The, 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 his real It would be, so, be so monotone and but heavy. Burke. Think about get all great the story. stuff that he's Jeez. been around for. Like it wouldn't be a lot of fun. It would probably keep you up for weeks on end. <laughs> yeah, you're trying not to sleeping sort that through night. what you what you now know. <laughs> like you're looking over your right shoulder after. for the rest of your life that <laughs> somebody's going to come get you. 
but Belichick is oof, the, the one A. I think okay. Andy Reid's the right choice. Dan okay. Campbell would be interesting. Oh, Andy Reid, yes. We'll, we'll have everything in like every course. We have the appetizers. We have everything, and he'll give he'll he'll recommend a good cheeseburger. That's his thing, right? <laughs> You'd have a great meal oh, with dude. Andy Reid. Yes. Yeah, as well Cat as have probably a good time for sure. Um, and again, he probably has cool stories too, and more to him than we if you're looking to laugh and clink glasses and and have a great time it's andy reed if you're looking to be horrified (laughs) it's bill belichick rex ryan back in the day would have been would have been rex ryan be a great choice to hang out with dan campbell no dan campbell would be fun (laughs) we're gonna gonna eat these tortillas (laughs) stuff them down your throat if you don't finish them and how dare you not order the banana split he's he's the guy pouring the wine he's like yo open the mouth <laughs> it's all raw meat. Please cut that horrid. <laughs> Eat the uh, raw poultry. <laughs> all right. So uh, we've all been to live football games, you know, in a stadium, watching an NFL game, watching a college football game. So football is the only sport that's better on TV than in person. Uh, Jorge, fact or cap? Fact. Better on TV than in person? Yes. Cause yes you get but that's di- the only one. Yeah, because you get different angles. You get, you know, yeah, for sure. Fact. Trav? Okay, unpopular opinion. The only sport that's better in person is hockey. Everything else is better on TV. It's they're still fun to go to games, but you get to see all the replays. You're in the comfort of your own home. You got your own food. You got your own beer. There's no lines. It's clean. It's easy. There's no traffic. I love going to games, but it's a lot of work. Watching these games from your home is better every single time, with the exception of hockey, where your hockey on TV is not great. Hockey in person is unreal. Berg. Um, the same thing. It's, it's hockey, but it's also soccer. Like going to the LAFC games oh, is so much better than watching that on TV. And uh, football slow in when you're there. It's incredibly slow. This is a three and a half hour game, and it's not. And there's not a lot going on. There's a lot of downtime. No, yeah. So you're right on that. It is one of them. But hockey and soccer are better live. I mean, take it a step further. You were talking about uh, presumably NFL football being slow. College football, endless. Like that—that is a TV timeouts are out of control. It's a big reason beyond just the age demographic we're talking about that everybody's so hammered in the stands. It's because it takes forever. If you were sober, you would leave. You'd get bored. It takes so long for a college game to wrap the hell up, and their replays take longer. The official huddles take everything about it is slow. He's, he's the guy pouring the wine. He's like, yo, open the mouth. <laughs> it's true. That's the guy he is. All right. I got one more for you guys. So uh, Pat McAfee made his ESPN debut today on uh, his ESPN show. Um, and he loves to wear a tank top during his show. It's his, it's his, it's his essentially his go-to outfit. Is a it's, variety his of his signature. it's his only yes. outfit. It's a uniform. Yes. So, you don't know the last time that you rocked a tank top. Travis, fetch your cap. F- fact, I know exactly when the last time I wore Yesterday. a tank top was. This morning. Never. <laughs> never? I, I've never In your own it. home? N- never. I have Can you n- picture Travis in a tank top? No. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> n- n- I've literally never worn one in my entire High life. High school, you never wear one. No. Uh, all right. All right, Berg. Uh, yeah, it was probably about three years ago on 4th of July, and I had like a... a uh, like American flag tank of course. top. Yeah. Andy? You gotta be America. patriotic. America. America. You don't have to America. be. America. <laughs> the last time I, I think this actually is the last time I ever wore a tank top anywhere outside of a home, like my place. Right. I was in a play 
I was with my improv group. We were doing. Oh, you're um, doing your IPA stage. No, we were doing stage. <laughs> we used to. Do, you would have loved actually this troupe, I'm Emily. Sure. You would have had a lot of fun. We used to do stage parodies of movies. Love that. And we were doing less than zero. And my character, who was like the drug lord's uh, enforcer, he used to wear a tank top in the movie. So that's where I was wearing a tank top. And one of the reviews noted that I know how to fill out a tank top. Oh, wow. Okay. That yeah. feel pretty good. Quite the ego boost. <laughs> I was say, I'm More start... Jason Statham from you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I, it was like late 90s. I still remember that review. <laughs> You'll never forget did you have the hair? Did you have the hair at that point, too? I, oh, it was a good look. <laughs> you had some good hair. I had some great hair. The first time you showed me a picture of you with your full head of hair, I, I if you would have just said, do you know who this is? I never would have gotten it. My what? hair prime was great. It was good. Good head of hair. Uh, yeah, no, I wear them all the time. I have a bunch of soccer team ones. I have Chelsea ones, Manchester United ones. And then my favorite one is the one that Brenda and Maite got me for Christmas. It's a uh, Moana one that says, you're welcome on it from Disneyland. Aww. So oh, I, you nice. know, I, wear, I wear tank tops all the time. If I look like you, I would wear a tank top. <laughs> but I don't, so I don't, right? There's, I like tank there's a Every once in a while. They're fine, except unless you got some stuff going on. <laughs> and then it's not so fine. Just be comfortable with yourself. I'm not. Travis. <laughs> <laughs> right, look, you can, you can tell me that all you want. The bottom line is, I absolutely you have not. to feel comfortable to wear a tank top. Yes, absolutely. And that ship sailed a long, long time ago. Lakers added Christian Wood. Did the Lakers have the best offseason in the NBA? It's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, Andy's in for Slee, seven ten ESPN. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. See, now when you hear this, Andy, you're going to know that this is where Cletus comes on and begins his dancing. <laughs> Also, I, we can't debate. This is the best one. It is. It's, it's good. immediately identifiable. You're like, they let's all are. go. They all are. I know. I don't know. It just makes me, I don't know what it is about football media. It just makes me so nostalgic, but it also makes me so excited. I don't know. I love football. It's the only sport where if your team isn't playing, it doesn't matter even a little bit. It's better when your team is playing, but... I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm not a Lions fan. I'm 100% going to watch this game tonight. Yeah. Like, if, if the baseball season Also, every opened, minute of the game. Of course. If the baseball season opened with the Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals, I don't give a damn. If it opened with the Pistons and the Oklahoma City Thunder, I don't care. I don't want to see that. I'm waiting for a Dodger game to come on. I'm waiting to see Shohei or whatever it is. Only the NFL is. I just want to see it because it's the NFL. Yeah, I mean, the big difference between the NFL and all other sports in America is football is a cultural event. Yes. Like these other sports are all really big deals and they're all really fun, really entertaining. You may even like the other ones more than the NFL. The NFL is the only one that feels like cultural event. 
it's everything. It's the only it's the only sport, no matter what, if it has that shield on it, if it has some association with the draft, the combine, the Pro Bowl, the hard knocks, any we're gonna watch it. We're we're gonna watch it. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or anywhere in between. We're going to watch it. The second biggest NFL event of the year, that's not even football. It's guys getting picked and walking up in suits. They'll play football eventually. Yeah, eventually, <laughs> right? But it's they're not going to play football for nine months after they get picked or whatever the number is. This is this the only song Dan Campbell listens to? <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> His playlist consists of only this. Yes. I, okay, so not that I, okay, I have this before where I have worked out to football intro music. like This, this. kind of stuff? Yeah. Like that is amazing. Like playlist That's on awesome. Spotify and it. It does get you in a mood. You're like, I'm just gonna go run through a brick wall. Let's go. It's and like pulls up to the elliptical. I'm more in an NBC mood today. (laughs) (laughs) Thursday night football, dude. The Saturday Sunday night football. All right, the tenth annual. (laughs) I'm gonna. I think I got it. I got it. Okay, primo, y está aquí. Es el equipo de Maryland. Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight it's the Lions and Chiefs and the unstoppable Dan Campbell. The Leones. The Leones. Yes, it's the 10th annual SoCal Hyundai ESPN LA Golf Classic presented by Coors Light and Hollywood Park Casino. That is tomorrow at Black Gold Golf Club in Yorba Linda. Driven by your Southern California Hyundai dealers, it's your journey. Own every mile in a brand new Hyundai. The Lakers have added this offseason Christian Wood most recently, Gabe Vincent, Cam Reddish, Jackson Hayes, uh, Torian Prince, and they've re-signed Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves. And D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo Russell. Thank you. They were one of the four best teams in the league last year by being in the Final Four, right? The Western Conference Finals. Did one of the teams that was already near the top of the stack have the best offseason in the whole league? Because all of these guys are not just, oh, yeah, they all kind of fit a very specific role. There's a lot of depth here. And it just seems that quietly, because there's not a big name in the group, that the Lakers had the best offseason of all 30 teams in the league. Well, it's also quiet because there was no drama. Mm-hmm. And we're so used to the Lakers always having some type of drama around them. Even when things are going well, you're used to it just being dramatic because that's the franchise that they are. It has felt more quiet in, in certain respects, too. I think it was the offseason people expected, unless they decided to just do the star bleepery thing clear the decks, go for Kyrie. But even then, that was really their only option for star bleepery. Right, right. It was either Kyrie or nothing. It would have been the worst choice, but it was really the only choice to go that route. But to answer your question, I can't think of a team that had a definitively better offseason than the Lakers. If you want to argue about a different team, okay, depending on what your argument is, I can't think of anyone that you look at, and I'm looking at the list of all 30 teams right now, there's nobody that I look at and say they definitively had a better offseason than the Lakers. I, and maybe it's just personality-based for me, but I like – look, if it's a LeBron or an Anthony Davis, that's different. But those other ones where, hey, who's the biggest name? We have enough money to fit that big name in here. Let's go do it. I don't like that. I like this so much more where, hey, let's find somebody that complements what we already do well or 
fixes a hole where maybe we have a deficiency and let's have a couple of guys that can maybe do this. So if one hits, the other one doesn't, we're still in a really good spot. This this is a team building offseason as opposed to a win the media cycle offseason. Well, this is I mean, far more important. Because of self-imposed constrictions that came from trading for Russell Westbrook a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, Rob Palinka was forced for a couple of years to go largely the veterans minimum route for filling out the roster. The first of the two Russell Westbrook years, I, he went largely veterans way past their prime. Well, Rondo and Carmelo and right. Dwight Howard right. and the likes. And you know, other than Austin Reeves being a surprise, and I think Melo having a reasonably good season, most of those guys didn't work out at all. Last year, I think Palinka did about as well as he could have reasonably been expected, like in terms of. Other than Bruce Brown, Lonnie Walker was as good as any uh, mid-level guy, Mm -hmm. I think, that got signed last year. Bruce Brown would have been a better choice, but Lonnie was about as good as anyone, and about half their veterans' minimum guys played reasonably well. That is as good as you can expect for veterans' minimum guys. This year, though, the vet min guys that they have are either Christian Wood, who is only a veterans' minimum guy because there's questions about his attitude more mm-hmm. than anything else. The attitude, I think, in part leads to the defensive questions. But nobody questions his talent, and he's not a guy that's five years past his prime. He's in his prime. Everyone knows he can score. It's just about can you keep him focused and team-centric. Other than that, it's Cam Reddish and Jackson Hayes who, if the whole team stays healthy, they may not even play. They may not even matter. Well, th- that that – what I think is interesting is and maybe this is just having seen what they did last season where they had a team that was not very good and then they changed it dramatically towards the end and they were quite good that it it changed just you know overnight almost not that they're gonna completely flip the roster the way that they did last year but Am I wrong, Andy, when I look at this? It's like we're going to go play an 82-game regular season, and we're going to play it kind of one way with these guys that we're talking about, whether it's Gabe Vincent, Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes. And we're going to mix and match. We're going to give Anthony Davis some time off. We're going to give LeBron some time off. Maybe not necessarily on you're not playing tonight, but really kind of manage the minutes more aggressively for those guys. And then when you get either down the stretch and you're jockeying for maybe a particular seed or more specifically when you get into the playoffs – that a lot of the guys that got us to this point will start playing a lot less because we're going to lean heavily on the more the, the more important guys, for lack of a better word, the LeBrons, the the Anthony Davises, and instead of you guys playing eighty percent of the time, it's going to go about full hundred, and that other twenty percent comes from these guys that got us to there in the first. Yeah, place. I mean it's it's typical of what happens in the playoffs anyway. Rotations tend to go down because the minutes become more high leverage. You can't afford mistakes. You know they've got some guys that can help you eat some innings. And my hope is that, particularly with the front court depth, now that you have Christian Wood, Torian Prince, um, Rui Hachimura retained, and then Vanderbilt, who, by the way, today Jared Vanderbilt becomes uh, extension eligible. You think they'll do that? It's a tricky question because I think he has utility on this team, and I think if you sign him to a reasonable number, he's good to have just as a tradable contract because Jared Vanderbilt is somebody that you know he's an NBA player, he may not be able to do certain things you need. Offensively, he's got particular limitations, but he's a good perimeter defender. He's a good rebounder. He hustles. He plays really hard, good attitude, all that stuff. 
Um, and then also with some of the ball handlers that you have in Gabe Vincent and D'Lo and Reeves, my hope is that you can just start reducing LeBron and AD's minutes three to four minutes a game. That adds up. It's a huge difference. Yeah, because I, I think sitting guys or you know, giving them finger quote load management games for things that are nonspecific, the West is too difficult. Like I don't know if you can do that and finish in the top six. Well, you've seen what the Clippers have done with that, and that hasn't worked out at all. They, you, you got to no, play. Ty Lewis said in so it, many words, "We got to stop screwing around in the regular season." I, I, this is not a perfect comparison, but what Mike Tomlin said: if you're going to fight, you got to spar a little bit, right? And if the playoffs are the fight, you got to spar during the regular season. You can't skip it and just pretend it's completely meaningless. And not that the Lakers did that, but I think you're going to see. A different approach, depending on health, obviously. Mascot draft, and looky here, who's got the first pick? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.